Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. On DAV Digital Radio and 1089 and 1053 AM, Fight Night with Adam Catterall on Talk Sport. Welcome to Fight Night on Talk Sport, your home for boxing, the most listened to fight sports radio show in the UK. It's a pleasure to have you with me this evening. Lots to get through as we build up towards Canelo versus Rocky Fielding. We've got a wonderful fight night next week. Two. Cracker Jacks to get stuck into with uh, Josh Warrington defending his crown against Carl Frampton and, of course, Dylan White and Derek Chisora going at it as well. Alongside me tonight, um, he good, does come with subtitles in case you do need a translation. It is, of course, the one and only Mr. Nick Pete from the Fight Disciples. How are you? Good evening, sir. Ship me in especially for Rocky from Stocky. That's big it. Event. That's it. Just, to, just to give it that, uh, that scouse feel mm-hmm. to the show, thought we'd uh, bring you in on the show. Uh, we are going to be speaking, hopefully, to Carl Frampton over the next few hours or so. Uh, Josh Warrington, the IBF champ at Featherweight, is going to be joining us as well ahead of the absolute epic battle. Uh, next weekend in Manchester. We've got loads of bits uh, to get through as well. As uh, Nick just said there, we are building up towards uh, Rocky Fielding's efforts against uh, Canelo. Let's not forget, he's the man that holds the WBA regular uh, belt. There's Rocky Fielding. Um, He's the champion walking in tonight, uh, but he is taking on the Mexican superstar, one of the pound-for-pound best on the planet, who's stepping up in weight at Madison Square Garden tonight. It is Sal Alvarez, and we'll be speaking about that a little bit later on in the show. However, right now, it's time for my big three headlines of the week. Uh, now then, all three this week are actually things that are not happening in the ring. A little bit of a twist. First of all, you may have seen on social media, Freddie Roach. Oh, oh Freddie. If me and Nick were on the Fight Disciples podcast right now, there would be F's and Jeff's going all over the place, <laughs> let me tell you. But because we're on national radio, we can't, we've got to hold it back a little bit. Freddie has gone on uh, national TV over in the States to make comments of his involvement in the corner of Tyson Fury for the fight against Deontay Wilder. We know that Ben Davison is, of course, Tyson Fury's trainer. And he invited Freddie in for a little bit of help, mainly because the boys were using his gym whilst they were training out in L.A. And he's not only stabbed him in the back, he stabbed him in the front as well. Freddie, one of the Hall of Fame trainers, going on TV, criticising Ben's tactics and the way that he uh, instructed Tyson for the fight. I don't know what everybody's mourning about. Everybody knows that Tyson won. Yeah, he got it right, exactly, mate. He got exactly. it right. Anyway... I don't think Freddie's going to be invited back into that corner anytime soon. But boxing is a weird game, so we'll keep you posted on it. Here's number two. The first of two TV deals. And maybe you can throw a little bit of light on the first one, with you being a a mixed martial arts man yourself, Nick. We'll go there first, shall we? Because, as we revealed maybe six months ago, 
the UFC were on their way to streaming service 11 Sports. They're not anymore. They're staying with BT. Exactly, the same with BT Sport, just purely down to the fact that Eleven couldn't secure a TV channel through either Virgin or the Sky Network, and that was what they were gambling on. Of course, uh, football fans will know that they've got La Liga and they've got you know the Italian League, the Spanish League, uh, but no one's watching those leagues this season because no one's bought into the streaming service, and it looks like the UFC have caught wind of that, so they've pulled the plug. They're sticking with BT Sport for the foreseeable future, which is good news for five fans. Here's number three. And this is for you boxing fans. Yes, okay, you watch your boxing on Sky Sports. Yes, okay, you watch your, Sky, uh, your boxing on BT Sports. Channel 5 pop up every now and again, but ITV are starting to take it a lot more seriously, let me tell you. And this is very different than what you will have experienced over the last two years with ITV, no question. They have teamed up with PBC. That is Al Heyman's company. Everybody knows of Al Heyman. You might never have seen him. He's like the Scarlet Pimpernel. You seek him here, you seek him there. But he is about, and he is a very powerful player in the world of boxing. They're going to be bringing you 15 brand new shows to British fight fans. Imagine this. DeGale, Eubank Jr. on ITV1. Not on pay-per-view. 10 p.m. Saturday primetime with the undercard on ITV4. Wishful thinking, probably. But it is possible. Yeah. Anyway, the good news is... There's more boxing coming our way in 2019. We will continue to talk about uh, the top three stories uh, of the week later on in the show. However, let's start with this, shall we? It's a fight I believe I can win. As I said many times in interviews, I've got a lot of respect for Carl. This is boxing, and I've worked hard to get that title. Against all odds, picked it up, and I don't intend to lose it. Shot from Warrington, left hand under right hand to the head of Selby. Warrington inspired right now. Oh, good oh, shot, Warrington. Hello. And again, right hand, left hand, and Selby in trouble there. Who's going to be on the shield at the end? The two of them go toe to toe. Tremendous fight. And Josh Warrington raises his arms aloft, and I think Lee Selby knows it. You know, I believe that this, not just that fight, Lee Selby, but this year is, is my year. I think that Josh is a good fighter, but I believe that I'm a better fighter. I believe I'm going to prove it on the night. It's exciting, but I believe I win the fight. from Carl Frampton. He's answered all the questions. It's all over. And Frampton has got the win he craves. He's a champion now, and he's, he wants to hold on to that. And again, that makes this fight good. But I want I want to have that title so much. Uh, next week, December the 22nd, live and exclusive on BT Sports Box Office. It is Josh Warrington defending his IBF featherweight crown against former uh, two-weight world champion and uh, current interim WBO champion Carl Frampton. Um, it's all coming from Manchester. You can get this on BT Sports box office. Uh, they're going to be providing an item on Missable TV via the app and online search by BT Sports box office online uh, to find out more. What a way to finish the year this is, eh? What, what a way to finish the year. You could, you could comfortably 
excuse. I'll go to Josh first. You could excuse Josh for having a nice Christmas, couldn't you? He's already climbed the mountain this year. He's yep. already done what he was supposed to do. He's become yep. world champion, beating Lee Selby at Ellen Road. An epic night. He's given us a cracker. He's now given us another one. Well, this could easily have been Josh Warrington, Leeds Arena, against number 15 ranked IBF yeah, contender. Just a little tickle. And no one would have batted an eyelid at it. We'd have all gone, you deserve it, Josh. Have a great homecoming and enjoy your Christmas. But instead, he teams up with you know, some call him Father Christmas, I call him Frank Warren. And they <laughs> deliver this. It's crazy. Absolutely crazy. What a way to finish the year. Manchester is going to be absolutely bouncing and we will find out who is the best featherweight in the UK, without a doubt, on Saturday night. Well, oh, I'm pumped. Let's talk, let's talk um, atmosphere, first of all, because we've been to some epic fight nights over the last 12 months. Yep. Um, Regarding sets, parties and sets of fans, right? Because I don't think there's anybody. The more I think of it, yes, Joshua brings in ninety thousand at Wembley. Yes, it's a very different audience, though. I'm, I'm, I'm extremely different. Right. So ninety thousand, I'd say seventy-five percent of them don't go to any other boxing. So I think maybe Josh Taylor in Scotland. Yes, he's got a, a proper veriferous uh, Easy for me to say. Set, set of fans that follow him all over. All, although they've not yet been out of Scotland, but they turn up in their droves. Frampton's been all over the place. They, he takes an army. Yeah, he takes an army to America and the like. And we know what it, um, we saw on, at Ellen Road with Josh Warrington. Incredible. The atmosphere in Manchester on what would be classed as neutral ground, even though uh, Mr. Frampton does train just outside Manchester in Salford, mm -hmm. um, it is going to be bouncing next week. It's going to be insane. Absolutely insane. You know, it's no surprise that the tickets sold extremely quickly for this one. And uh, I just can't wait for both guys to get in there. I know we're speaking to them both shortly and I can't wait to. But the build-up for me has kind of been, because <clears throat> we've been so busy the last few weeks, we've had Tyson Fury. It's just come on us so quickly. It's like Christmas itself. Mm. It's just, it's suddenly here. We've blinked and it's here. Seven days to go to what could be the best fight of the year as well. I cannot wait for it. All right, a couple of questions. First of all, um, from Josh Warrington's point of view, right? Yeah. He surprised a lot of people in that fight with uh, Lee Selby, no question about it. I mean, I, I had no problem, and I've said this to him on a previous show, I didn't think, I didn't back him for that fight. I thought Lee Selby would uh, have too, would be a bit, bit too cute. We both said that we thought Lee Selby was the best featherweight in the country. Mm. Maybe maybe even the world. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, and Josh Warrington not only beat him up that night, but outthought him, outfought him, and has given everybody, not just Carl, he's given everybody in that featherweight division another problem. They've got to, because at some point, if he comes through the Carl fight next week, He's going to be knocking on the door of Oscar Valdez and the likes of everybody else that holds belts because yep. he's going to want to go on to unify. So he, he, he's 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 giving everybody a problem to think about. Yep. And there's, you know what? Everybody in Leeds who will be making a journey down the M62 this next weekend who will be supporting Josh Warrington, they believe they're on a journey with Josh. They believe they're going to Las and that's Vegas. Exciting. They believe they're going to Yeah, but Madison that's exciting because... It, I, I think I, Josh takes responsibility for that and he's growing as a fighter. He loves it. Mm. Absolutely. He's thriving in this position of being... Everyone's looking like the to Pied me. Piper. Exactly. Mm. Everyone's looking to me to do what Ricky Hatton's done, to do what Carl Frampton's done for the Irish fans. Mm. Every, and he's thriving in that moment. I think Ellen Road, the performance against Selby, proved one thing. He's world-class. He's absolutely at the top of his game. He is at the peak of his powers right now. I truly believe that. Is Carl Frampton still at the peak of his powers? Because if he isn't, mm. I think Warrington can win this fight. That's the big question, isn't it? 100%. And, and, and not only that, Carl Frampton has been there, done that, got yep. the T-shirt. He's been at the biggest nights against the top boys, Leo Santa Cruz today, yes. but one. And I know he wants another one with Leo Santa Cruz. And if his mind is even just 1% on Leo Santa Cruz... Oh, 
super featherweight. He's talked about moving up and potentially fighting Tevin Farmer or going up and claiming another weight division as well. You know, to, Carl at this point, listen, he's a complete professional, Carl Frampton, and he knows the threat that Josh Warrington brings. Ellen Road should be the biggest signpost for anybody mm. that Josh Warrington is legit. But make no mistake, this, this night next Saturday does not define Carl Frampton's legacy. It's the next step that he believes adds another notch on his legacy. Mm. But for Josh Warrington, mm. this is the biggest moment of his life. It's going to be a cracker. This is all next week, um, and we're going to dedicate the next half an hour to 45 minutes talking about this. Hopefully we're going to be speaking to both men, uh, Carl Frampton and Josh Warrington, and we'll uh, pick the bones out of it at the back end, uh, as well as obviously looking forward towards uh, Canelo versus Rocky Fielding in the early hours of the morning. Stick with us. This is Fight Night on TalkSport. Welcome to the jungle. Hi, you're listening to Fight Night Live on TalkSport with me, Adam Cattrall. Nick Pete, alongside me, you won't want to miss Warrington versus Frampton on the 22nd of December. BT Sport Box Office providing you a night of unmissable TV via the app and online search BT Sports Box Office online to find out more. Uh, now, our next guest has been spotted walking up and down Brigitte in, in Leeds. <laughs> no, he has. He has. And it's nothing to do with him becoming the IBF champ. Nothing to do with that, Nick, right? You'd think that uh, when people become world champion, their lives change. They get the old silk sheets out. You know what I mean? It's none of this uh, spit and stardust gym anymore, pal. It's all, uh, it's all Ivan Drago stuff rather than Rocky Balboa stuff is what it is. Mm -hmm. But it's nothing to do with becoming the champ as to why his attitude has changed. It's because he's got a movie out at this moment That's in time. That's right. It's brilliant That's as well. Right. It is a fantastic movie. He's got a movie out at this moment in time. Um, he's gone Hollywood on us. Oh, he's gone full Hollywood. He, he puts the sheds on when he's going to get. He's out down the shops and all that type of stuff. He's signing autographs, doing I don't selfies. Believe it. Oh, I don't believe you. it for a I'm second. No, I'm not talking about Josh. I'm talking about his dad. I'm just, <laughs> Josh, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? How are you doing, lads? You okay? Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not blowing this out of proportion, am I? Your dad now is a movie star around Leeds, isn't he? Oh, he is. He is. I mean, he's. Uh... We, we have our own little bits of sponsorship for Team Leeds Warrior, but he's been going and getting them left, right and centre all yeah, over. that's it. That's <laughs> it. It, it. It pops down to at Leeds Market and anybody who speaks to, hey, you want a bit of sponsorship? Chuck us <laughs> one of them in, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Last time you spoke to me, mate, he was going after Giacomo. Did he get it? Did he get the deal? I think he got somewhere along there, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he rocked up to the gym with a, a big boy's... Um, big boy's dot com or something like that <laughs> <laughs> good lad listen joking aside mate we are seven days away from an absolute Christmas cracker we've been we've been dealt an absolute beauty on the 22nd of December as I said earlier on you can get this on BT Sport box office um, you are the champ going into this and did you need maybe a, a challenge like this just to just to keep the motivation going because it's very different being the hunted when you are used to being the hunter um you know the thing is, uh, Adam. My wife, I, I always said I want to be part of these big nights. And uh, how can you go from the the, the eyes of Ella Road, you know, twenty odd thousand yeah. big rival yeah. release Elba to to just a, a steady way back at back of the arena? I mean, don't get me wrong. You would you want to keep all your title because you worked hard there. But a name like Carl Frampton does like give the jitters. It makes you want to really step up and uh, and bring the best out of me. So. Um, Listen, when I was growing up, I, I used to watch the big off, box office fights and, and get excited about that. And, and now I've got a chance to be part of them. You know, it's what the fans want to see. The fans want to see the champions fighting the best. And uh, and listen, uh, you know, 
Carl, uh, Carl Crompton and Lee being same year, it'd be a fantastic year for me. So, uh, yeah, man, that's that's why we've taken this fight. And, you know, I, I, I want to go on and unify the division and it starts here. The um, the chat from Carl. I mean, there's a, there's obviously respect between the both of you. There's no question about that. But the chat from Carl, yeah. chat from his trainer, they're talking about levels, my man. They're talking about levels. Yeah. I hear this all the time when people talk about levels in boxing. <laughs> I I know I do I do hear it all the time. It's it's a, it's a you know cliche in it, but um, I'm gonna put the levels in there. You know, you thought you get to a, a, when you were, win a world title and you win it off a champion that you're onto a certain platform, but. You know, beyond that, I believe there's just like there is elite level, but mm. really there's an handful of elite fighters. I consider Lomachenko an elite fighter, but I don't consider Carl Frampton an elite fighter. You know, maybe it potentially could have had that. It could it could have been one, but you know he's lost to Leo Santa Cruz, maybe set him back. So you know, he's, he's a good fighter, um, but and he, and he keeps on mentioning that he's boxed the bigger names. But this is just my start. You know, he's, yeah. he's had his wave at world level, and now it's my turn to. To go ahead. That's it. You talk about levels, but you have to realise that people need an opportunity to achieve that level. You know, last time out against Lee Selby, we, people were talking about levels. Oh, mm. Selby's a world champion. You know, Warrington's never been there before, but he got the opportunity. Absolutely destroyed Selby, so he's at that level now. He deserves yeah. a chance to prove he's at Frampton's level. What I want to see is if is Frampton still at Josh Warrington's level. That's what I want to know next Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you're completely right there. You're completely right. I mean, I, I have. When, when folk tell me, you know, I didn't, I didn't know if you were going to do it, Josh, and uh, I'm glad you did and stuff like that. I, I just often say, not like in, like angry or like that, I just I want to know why. Because going into the like, Selby fight, all right, I'd not boxed for a world title before and it, it was a step up. But up until that um, stage, I'd beaten everyone I'd, who's been put in front of me. Mm. I'd answered every every single test. And, uh, and uh, you know, people were writing me off like I didn't have a you know, chance whatsoever. And, and it feels like that now, you know. But I'm the I'm, I'm the world champion, you know. Like like you say there, um, Carl has has been a world champion before, and he knows what it's like to be there. But he's saying that he's he's feeling like the peak of his career. But you can't you can't turn around and tell me that the wins over over Luke Jackson and and and, and old Nino Donaire, you know, you can't compare them to when he's fighting Leo Santa Cruz over in over in states mm. you know, all them years ago. It's, 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 if, if he if he if he's going off of them. And, and performances and feeling that at the peak, then, uh, well, I'm, I'm sitting there very comfortable. The, the thing is, the conversation with this fight compared to your fight with uh, Lee Selby, the conversations in the media and, and just in the pubs with the, with the fans and stuff is very, very different because, as you've just said, you're a, fi you're, you're a fighter, you know where you're at, you know what... You're in the gym, you, you, you get a feel for where you can be. You have spars with tough lads, you think, well, I did all right there, you know what I mean? I, I'm definitely yeah. better than I maybe thought I was. Whereas yeah. the fans, they just go off what they've seen in the ring, don't they, you know? So they've seen you fight X, Y, and Z, and they thought, oh, I'll tell you something, Selby's a step up. So because they've not seen it, because they maybe don't believe it, then the conversation from is very, very different. Until you go out and prove it, which you most certainly have done now with the, with the fight with uh, Lee Selby, now the conversation's different. Now everybody's in the pub or the, in the media going, I'll tell you what, blooming heck, Warrington can do a bit, can't he? You know what I mean? Yeah. This fight next Saturday is proper. This is a real, real Christmas cracker for all the fans. It is, it is. Um, um, what you said there, Adam, is, is like I say, it's people now think, well, I tell you what, we're back, we doubted him against Selby, but now we're mm. performance they pulled out. No one expected. If, if people thought I might have won, they might have thought I'd have scraped over the line, but not beat him up like I did. Mm. So now, now the same model, he's, he's capable of anything, is this kid. 
Um, and I think that's what gives it a little bit more of the edge, a little bit of the uncertainty, a bit of, a bit of the unknown. But what you've got here, really, you've got a world champion, undefeated, you know, wanting to go higher and higher up the ladder. And you've got a, a former world champion who wants to get back to that stage, fighting for the ultimate bauble, a world title. You know, so it's it's got all the ingredients for for a for a, for a cracking fight. You know, potential fight of the year, and I know a lot of that gets thrown a lot around. People expect a, a big fight, but you've got two lads who want it, and like I say, the, the world title and bigger things to come after. You know, the, the talks of unifications after. So um, it's exciting, mate. And and Carl's a good. He's, he's got a good thinking brain, a good boxing brain, and, and I think I, mine gets overlooked. You know, I I've got the ability to adapt to all these different styles. So. Um, well, you know, both men will be wanting to find a, a way to win. I just think that I'm a lot more hungry at this moment in time. Well, you just you just pointed something out that I wanted to talk about there, right? Because people will think that, well, Warrington's got a fantastic engine. He's going to bulldog this. However, think about the, the Selby fight. Selby's a thinking man's fighter. There ain't nobody mm-hmm. better that thinks better with ring IQ than Lee Selby, you know? Well, and, it is. And his name's Josh Warrington. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. You've gone in there, and many people, as you've just said, might have just thought that, you you know, it had been all blood and guts, and you'd have gone in there and got the decision just purely on energy. It wasn't like that. Leeds wasn't like that. Leeds was a thinking man's fight. You outthought him, then you outthought him. You outthought him first, so therefore you've already proved that you, you, may, be, you may be given... Carl, a little bit of something different to think about that he may, might not have necessarily thought that was there originally. Yeah, if I saw it right before that night, Carl probably thought that he was going to be fighting Lee after yeah. after uh, May 19th. Right. They didn't expect to be fighting me. You know, I've got to give a bit of credit to uh, to the movie star, uh, my dad, you know, for, <laughs> for coming up with game plans and, and, and the tactics for that fight. You know, we, 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 we worked uh, hours and hours in, in gym on on, on certain movements and certain, uh, mm. certain, like I say, certain game plans, and you know we had we had, went in there with about three or four different game plans, and we had to pull off like one or two because the fight was just a lot more easy than we expected it, and that's not being cocky, that's just the way it went. Yeah. Um, mm. But yeah, yeah, like, well, it's like what you just said yeah. there, Lee. It's like, it's like what you just said there, Josh. Right? You do it all in the gym. You've yeah. done it. Yeah. All, you, all you're doing now is repeating what you've done in the gym on the big night. I mean, it's a lot easier said than done when you're doing it in front of a hundreds yeah, of thousands of people. That was know? the thing at Ellen Road that got me. That's when, for me, Josh became world-class, a, a true world champion, that he did it in his hometown, in front of the fans, with the live performance yeah. on beforehand. Everything about it, it was like, can he handle a moment? It's a little bit, it's a little bit like that tonight with, with, with Rocky Field and coming up later. It's like, can he handle yeah. a moment? Josh could handle a moment. That's why the dynamic of this Frampton fight, for me, it's completely changed. Now the big question, I know Josh turns up next week ready for war with four different game plans, ready for the best Carl Frampton ever. The question in my mind, is how good is Carl Frampton now? Is he as good as he once was? Mm. Or is he on his way down the mountain? And we're going to find out next Saturday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what exactly what you just said there. I tell you what, you sell it better than thank you. We're going to get you on top table next week, don't we? <laughs> Listen. I think that I'll give me goosebumps here. <laughs> Listen, before you, before you clear off, mate, um, what's, uh, what's the twins getting? Have they put their, uh, uh, the, the letter into Father Christmas? Um, well, some like that, yeah, some like that. I mean, they're only babies. Now, they're only babies. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, listen, they keep on just shouting, Daddy, 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 Daddy. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the role of everything. Mother, Daddy, 
Father Christmas and everyone this year. Brilliant. <laughs> Listen, all the best with this week. Enjoy Can't it. Wait. Enjoy this week. It's going to be hey, mad. There's going to be fans like. everywhere, mate, in Manchester, so enjoy yeah. it. All right, pal, take care. Nice one. Good speaking to you. Thank, Thank you, you, mate. Josh. Top man. There he is, uh, the IBF champ, Josh Warrington, defending his crown next week. Oh, can't wait. In Manchester, it's going to be an absolute firecracker. You're not going to want to miss Warrington versus Frampton, 22nd of December. BT Sport, the box office, provide a night of unmissable TV via the app and online. Uh, search by BT Sport box office online to find out more. Stick around, because uh, I think we'll pick the bones out of those two conversations with those boys on the show next. You're listening to Fight Night on Talk Sport. You listen to Fight Night on Talk Sport with me, Adam Catterall. Um, Nick Pete is alongside me uh, discussing some of the biggest fight news uh, from the last seven days and looking forward to uh, some fantastic fights uh, next weekend. Uh, now, after speaking to Josh Warrington, he's, he's in action. For it. Yeah, he's, he's excited, isn't he? He's, he's up for it. He's right up for it. He's a good lad, he's Josh. Um, we hoped to get our hands on uh, Carl Frampton. I kind of anticipated that this would happen, and the reason for it is because Carl's in the same camp as Rocky Fielding. Rocky Fielding's fighting in a couple of hours' time. Um, so I've no doubt he's either getting a bit of kit. I was just going to say, he's probably gone to bed early, hasn't he, to get up yeah. just to watch Rocky. Something like that. And then our backup plan is obviously his trainer, who's the same trainer as uh, Rocky Fielding and Jamie Moore. They're out in New York. Can't really disturb, disturb them when they're going into the biggest fight of their life. <laughs> yes. Hey, lads, can you do me a favour? Quick I'm, interview while you put those I'm, gloves on. Yeah, but an interview about a different fight. Can you? <laughs> can you <laughs> I know you're warming up and taking the kid on the pads at the moment. Could you just talk to me about this fight next weekend? I don't think it'd work quite no. well, would it? To no. be fair, uh, both men are normally very generous with their with their time. But like I said, they're entering an absolute massive week. It is a bit of a crossroads week this for Carl. I'm going to be honest with you because. His legacy is assured. Yeah. He doesn't have to prove anything to me. No, absolutely not. He's done the business. He's stepped up to, uh, he's done it at uh, multiple weights. Maybe he's going to go on to go and do it at a third weight. Who knows? But this weekend, he has got a real fight on his hands with Josh Warrington. And I don't think any of us this time last year, if we were talking about Carl Frampton taking on Josh Warrington, would have thought that it would have been as nip and tuck as it possibly will be next weekend. Of course, I completely agree. Because it would come back to that word we were just discussing with Josh then. Levels. Mm. We're talking about a guy that's proven two-weight world champion that's done it all on both sides of the Atlantic, you know, all over the place, beating up all manner of opponents, former champions, everything else. And a guy, Josh Warrington, that was mm. unproven. Mm. But it's flipped now for me. It's flipped. You know, I know what Josh Warrington brings. I don't think... Josh Warrington, his performance against Selby, he is in such fine form right now. His confidence is through the roof. His tail is up. He will be in Manchester this week and he will be absolutely fired up. Carl Frampton's been here before. He's done this before. You could argue he's done it on bigger stages against tougher opponents before. Yeah. Can he? This is not Luke Jackson. This is a world champion that sees Carl Frampton as meat, as prey. Mm. Warrington is a predator right now. Carl Frampton needs to become a predator again. Can he do that? Can he turn back the clock? Well, Can he prove that he still is as hungry as ever? Mm. Well, one thing that I will say in Carl's defence is that the Luke Jackson fight is, is perfect for you to bring that up. Luke Jackson, on paper, a lot of us had to Google him before, yeah. when that fight was made. Who is Luke Jackson? Carl knew full well that Luke Jackson was levels below him. However, he still went in to that ring that night and put in a world-class performance. Systematically broke him down and put in a top-class performance. So that would insinuate to me yeah. 
that he is fully motivated at this moment in time. There was a time last year before the move to to Jamie Moore's gym where he's already talking about retirement. He's already talking about packing it in. And you could just see that there wasn't a smile on his face with what he was going about in, in his work. But that's not the case now. He's, de he's definitely got a smile on his face. And it's showing in his performances against opposition that we would probably sit here and say are levels below him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I look more to the Nito Denier performance as well. You know, Denier, okay, he was, he was, you know, he'd been moving around the weights and everything else, but a bit of a legend of the game. He'd been around and he turned up in Belfast in shape. He looked great, Denier. Frampton was just levels above him. Uh, and to say that about someone like Nito Delay, that, that means to me that Frampton, Frampton is still on the ball. But the problem is you can only go to the top of the hill and you can only stay there for so long. You know, he's, he's been at the top of the hill. He's been at, mixing at the very top for the last three or four years now, Carl Frampton. Yeah, but he you can't just stay there. At some point, you start coming down the hill and it could have been timed absolutely right here for Josh Of Warrington. course, of course it could be. But one thing, again, in, in Carl's defence, he's changed his lifestyle, he stopped drinking, yeah. you know what I mean? He, he had that Ricky Hatton thing about him, not that he was blowing up in between fights, but he would go out for a pint after a win and all that type of stuff and have a bit of a crack with everybody. He's not doing that anymore. No. He's, he's, he's taking this, the twilight moments of his career very, very seriously and... He knows what's at risk this weekend. If he gets beat next weekend... The Selby... the f Warrington fighting Selby first and upsetting the odds, if you like, and beating Selby the way he did and the manner he did, that, for me, gave Carl the ultimate wake-up call. That, for me, should have said to him, this guy is more dangerous than anybody right now mm. because he's got momentum. I, I, I think this Josh Warrington fight is more dangerous than even a third fight with Leo Santa Cruz. I'd go with that. Because you that. know what he's getting with Santa Cruz. He know he's been he's shared twenty four rounds with the man. He knows what he's walking into. With Josh Warrington, with the momentum he's got, honestly, it's gonna feel like Ricky Hatton has come back. Okay, they might not be Mancunians, they might be uh, Yorkshiremen in there, but the atmosphere is gonna be absolutely electric. And every time Josh Warrington lands a punch, the place is gonna erupt. Mm. And Frampton needs to be ready Frampton's for that. boys travelled though. I, I agree. Mean, Listen, I mean, I was there for Frampton Quig, and it was yeah. it was. 75% Irish in there that night, man. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, the atmosphere next Saturday is going to be amazing. I just think we know what Josh Warrington brings to the table now. We know there's far more to him than just this high-tempo, high-volume punching, mm. you know, this uh, this aggressive nature that he's got. He can box. He outboxed the guy we thought was the best boxer in the division in style in his hometown when the pressure was on. Mm. Josh just sounds great there. I'm gutted we can't get all the car now. I'm gutted we didn't, you know, be, just because I need to know where his mindset is. That's why this week is so important. This week in Manchester, I can't wait to see. I know what, speaking to Josh there, I know how he's going to be all week. I want to see Carl now this week. I want to see how Carl's head's on the game. I want to see what Carl's talking about. Because if he turns up this week in Manchester and he's talking about Tevin Farmer, he's talking about legacy fights, he's talking about Santa Cruz Part 3, I think he's in a whole heap of trouble. He's got to be focused on Josh Warrington. You know he will. I know. Come on, man. I know. I'm just he, trying to. I'm just trying to get people excited. He's a pro. He's been here he on many, many occasions. And like I said, if this was a year, eighteen months ago, I'd go with that. I'd say that yeah, he probably would overlook this lad, and he would have taken his eye off the ball because he is, and he has spoken about on many occasions that third fight with Leo Santa Cruz. Don't get me wrong. He's only the interim. I say only. He's the interim champion. He isn't the full champion, Carl Frampton. So mm -hmm. therefore, there's a fight with Oscar Valdez waiting, and we saw that wonderful fight between Scott Quigg and Oscar Valdez. There's a great fight waiting there for for Carl Frampton. Should he come through this? 
to unify the division properly, you know. Um, there's, as we just mentioned there, the, the, the Leo Santa Cruz fight, maybe a potential of 2019. Carl's not in it for the next five years. He ain't going to be here in five years' time. You've got no. two years max, I think, we were Carl's at. We've spoken to Jamie about that whole situation as well where they've got a, a proper plan. Come in, get a belt, a legit belt, unify the division, maybe step up, see you later. That's it, end of chat. But if his mind's already in that frame of mind, then yeah, okay, I agree, there will be danger. And I think it was there 18 months ago. I think Jamie Moore's done a wonderful job on him. I think he snapped him out of it. I think he's got him back on the ball. And he was ringside at Ellen Road. He saw what happened. And he'd have gone there, and like all of us, walking away from that night, would have been surprised, absolutely. And the game did change that night. It's like going, there's a new player here at, yeah. uh, at Featherweight. Absolutely, he's a new player. Uh, and, and that's why I feel like Frampton's got to start fast, he's got to start strong, and he's got to dictate the pace of the fight early on. And that's not easy against someone like Josh no, Warrington. because he's fit That's not easy at all. Because if Josh Warrington gets rounds in the bank, Carl's going to have to chase the fight. And that's what you don't want to do against Josh Warrington. He needs to get his... You know, on paper, Carl has got superior boxing skills. He needs an Anita Dene performance. He does. Is what he, needs. he needs to absolutely outbox him. He needs to let Josh chase him round the ring and needs to pick him off. Mm. And categorically, he can do that. Mm. But Josh Warrington showed us against Selby, he can also do the opposite of that. He mm. can do far more than just ch dumb walk you down. Mm. He can cut the ring off. He can land combination punches. He can catch the eyes of the judges. And he can win rounds against boxers. Mm. And that's why this fight is so intriguing. Do you know what I'm going to predict here now? Mm. I think we're going to end up having to have a rematch. I hope so. Because, because I think, that means we've got an we've had an absolute yeah, cracker. I don't think we're going to get a stoppage. I no. think it's going to. I think you're going to get. If you've got a ticket and you're or you're buying this on uh, on BT Sports Box Office, you're in for a treat. I think you're going to get 12 rounds of absolute action, and at the end of it, you're going to be debating yeah. which way this has gone. All the way home. And then the decision will come in. Don't give me another draw. Right? <laughs> oh, but God, the yeah, the decision will come in, and at the end of it, I genuinely think there will be calls to go again. I think there's going to be a proper spanner in the plan of Carl Frampton's work, yeah. uh, his plan for the next year. Because he wants to come here, win, and he might win. He might win this fight. Yeah. The logic would say that he will win this fight, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as everybody thinks it's going to be, or originally thought it was going to be, more certainly. And then because of how good this fight is going to be, I think people are going to go, well, I don't want to see him with Leo Santa Cruz again. I don't want... Forget Valdez. Yeah. Fight him again. Yeah. Because that, that was were brilliant. amazing. And I actually thought the other guy won it. So yeah. can we can we do that again? I yeah. think we're going to be in a situation like that. I hope so. I hope so. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, I've been so excited about this fight from the moment it was made. And as I say, this week in Manchester is going to be so exciting to see them both come together. Right now, I've got Frampton just above Warrington in my mind. Mm. But I want to see a play only out just over 12 rounds. Only, only just, just. I want to see a play out over 12 mm. rounds because mm. momentum is a big thing in sport and Warrington has got momentum. All this on BT Sport Box Office, by the way. Make sure you are uh, checking online. You can get it on your TV, you can get it on your app and, like I said, online. Uh, all available. Just uh, search BT Sport Box Office uh, for further details. Next, we're going to talk about the undercard because Billy Joe Saunders is back in action. Mark Efron's taking on Liam Williams in a cracker and Martin Murray, Hassan and Dam could be the fight of the night. Don't call Don't miss Warrington versus Frampton on BT Sport box office next Saturday. Search BT Sports box office online to make sure you don't miss out on any of the action. And when I say any of the action, I don't just mean the main event. Of course, the main event is the one that's going to rope you in. 
But Father Christmas has come early. He's decided to put a few little... Uh, basically, you get... Do you know when you get presents on Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. You get, you're get. you allowed to do one on Christmas Eve, aren't you? Oh, no, 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 no we don't do that. Oh, you not? We don't play that game, but I've, I've heard... Well, you've heard of these... Foreigners you, doing... You've heard doing these shenanigans going on elsewhere, <laughs> right? So if you, if you are like that, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Basically, get in early. Don't just get in the boozer all night because it's Christmas and then turn up for the main event next week. The undercard. This is the one that... This is what I'm... This, was the analogy that I was making, Nick. I know it's a bad one, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. The undercard is uh, is mouth-watering. Um, this week, we had announced that Billy Joe Saunders will be making uh, his comeback after, again, I've said this on the radio, a disastrous year. Yeah. This time last year, I remember doing or preparing for the uh, review of, uh, of of last year here on TalkSport, and, and one of my opening lines was, Billy Joe Saunders is the best middleweight on the planet. And this was off the back of him putting in a wonderful performance against Devlin Mew. Uh-huh. Me thinking, he's going to take on Canelo, he's going to take on Triple G, he's going to do them all. And then 12 months later, he's, it's just all, the wheels have fallen off, mate. Yeah, he has been the jackass of 2018, hasn't he? And we expected so much more from him. And I guess he, he started the, you know, 2018 himself, probably with high expectations and high hopes to finally break into that Canelo-Triple G rivalry and to get the opportunity to prove himself to be the best middleweight. Mm. But last year, couldn't have gone anywhere. Let's not sugarcoat it, though. It's his own fault. Absolutely. He's caused everything, that, over the mm-hmm. last 12 months, he's caused it all his own problem. We know about... Um, obviously, the uh, the failed test with Varda via the nasal spray, that's what they say, him and his team. Obviously, the stuff that we saw on social media, we can't condone that, abhorrent behaviour. He's got a big real rebuilding exercise now, hasn't he? he has. He's just got to get his head down, stay, stay away from all the distractions and the rubbish. Yeah. Because this lad, I'll stand by it, he is a supremely talented boxer. And if he got his head together, nearly said a different word there, if he got his head together... He could dominate at 160 pounds. I genuinely believe that. We just need to get this year out the way. And I think that is reflected in the opponents on Saturday night. You know, this is, uh, Zoltan said, as very much a journeyman middleweight. And, uh, yeah, I but the problem is... He's we... been matched with Billy Joe, just mm. so Billy Joe can close the door on 2018. But... It's not a big test. It's not going to move him up the rankings in any way, shape or form. It's just that, you know what, Billy Joe, say goodbye to this year and let's look forward to 2019. The problem is, though, that I have with this fight, and I've said this about him many, many times, Willie Munro and various others, when Billy had that year off through injury and stuff, he needs a challenge to look good, does exactly. Billy. And when when he fights guys like Zoltan Sierra, he lowers his level. I'm yeah. not anticipating anything amazing. Like, you'd look at it, you go, right, Billy, get in there, blow the kid away in two or three rounds. Fantastic. Like you just said, draw a line in the sand, we'll move on, and 2019 could be your year. But I, I just think Billy might just not raise his level to the... I hope he does. I hope I'm totally wrong, but just from past experience of when he fights guys that he should comfortably beat, yeah. he, his level does lower just because he can't. he's not motivated for it or whatever it may be. I hope I'm totally wrong with that, mate. I hope so. Um, there, on that, though, I mean, he's, he's a massive name to have on the undercard, so definitely check him out. Um, but there's some absolute beauties here. I'm going to go to uh, Mark Heffer and Liam Williams first. Yes. Liam Williams, stepping up in weight. This is a real good one. A real good one. We've seen um, Liam Williams being in some absolute cracking fights. He were in a belter at 154 pounds uh, with Liam Smith. There were blood and guts all over the ring in Manchester. This time he's stepping up in weight to take on Mark Heffron. Is it a step too far? Because Mark Heffron's a big boy, isn't he? He's an absolute... He is a big lad. Size and power might might just outweigh a real good engineer. Yeah, it's it's a strange one that Liam's, Williams is moving up because 
you know, there was never any feeling that he struggled to make no. um, like like eleven stone, you know. So and he was strong at light middleweight. Of course, he had the two defeats to Liam Smith, but he's very much a phone call him away from a potential world title fight. And so the great fights down at light light middleweight as well. So when it when it broke that he was moving up to fight Mark Heffern, it kind of didn't make too much sense. But listen. Since he's moved to Sheffield for his training camp and everything yeah, else, he's Williams, around, he? yeah, he's stepped it up. He, you know, he left Gary Lockett. Uh, he, he's moved over to Sheffield, and he seems to be a completely different fight, type of fighter. You now he's starting to make different type of noises. Is, is the way he's talking on social media? The way he just seems to have repositioned himself, and maybe they've had the discussion. You know, mm. he sat down there and he thought, you know what, middleweight could be for us. We see an opportunity there to steer our way through. And Mark Heffron is absolutely a test. And there's a, a narrative there because Liam Williams got a win over Ronnie Heffron, so mm. there's the whole family connection too, which I'm sure will fire up Mark Heffron. So it, it's it's an absolute belter, to be fair. Uh, for Manchester next weekend and one a, a domestic classic and a tough fight for Liam Williams because if he loses back down at British title level at a weight above you know he's going to be starting to run out of options mm. Speaking of narratives uh, because Martin Murray our mate is on this show uh, yeah, on this card yep. he's been on this show many occasions he's fighting uh, Hassan and Dan now this is proper this for me is the fight of the night Crack it's it, an yeah. absolute beauty but when I speak narratives Billy Joe Saunders is also on the card as we mentioned a moment or uh, two ago there was two fights made this year between Martin Murray and Billy Joe Saunders that fell off for various reasons could we see Martin Murray and uh, Billy Joe Saunders if he comes through Hassam and Dam in uh, the early parts of 2019? Well, I've spoken to Martin about this a couple of times now and Martin said categorically not. He will not agree to fight Billy Joe Saunders again after being let down by him two, on two occasions. And, you know, and you could argue here that Martin Murray's in a far more attractive fight. Martin Murray's in put himself in a far better position moving mm. into 2019 with a win over Hassan Dam than Billy Joe Saunders is in moving into 2019 as a stripped former world champion. So for Martin Murray, if he can get a big win over Dam this weekend, I, I would be looking for a world title fight. I wouldn't be looking behind me mm. to see what Billy Joe Saunders wants to do after the history he's had with Billy Joe Saunders. So mm. you're right, for me, on paper, this is other than the main event, of course. This is the uh, the one to watch, the fight of the night. Both Ndam and Martin Murray are a phone call them away for world title fights. Both have fought for world titles and come up short for Martin Murray and potentially for Ndam as well. A loss here could well be the final straw in, uh, in closing glittering careers that just fell short at the highest level. One of boxing's good guys, Martin Murray, and hopefully he can come through that. Uh, there's a couple of uh, other... Um, Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, tap to pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. 
Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I don't want to say novice fighters because these lads have got fantastic uh, amateur pedigrees, especially Michael Conlon. Yep. I'm led to believe that Michael Conlon's actually on the phone right now. See what I mean? Our producer just buzzes us in the ears. I said, I'll tell you what, we'll try, we'll try and get him on the show right now. Mike, how are you, mate? You well? All good, all good, mate. How's things? Uh, this is like, do you know when you open a present on Christmas morning? This is what this is like. I didn't know you were coming on the show, so we've just we've shoehorned you in, mate. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Uh, listen, what a way to finish the year. Manchester, you know that the crowd's going to be absolutely bouncing. Uh, Carl's fans and Josh's fans are going to make that atmosphere, as well as yours, my friend, uh, to be on this yeah. card to close out the year. It's uh, it's refreshing, actually, to get you in the UK, Mike. You know what I mean? You're normally, uh, you're normally messing about with them Americans in Madison Square Garden. That's what you're normally doing. <laughs> That's what it normally is. They usually finish the year in New York, and and you know I was hoping to do the same again this year, but you know we got a, a pleasant surprise, and I was told I'll be boxing back here in the UK, and you know it's it, it's good. It's a good way to finish the year and be close to home for Christmas. How are you how are you finding being back in the UK? Because obviously you were you were based out there, and then you made the big move to come back to the UK. Is everything uh, tickety boo, mate? Are the kids keeping you up? Is that what it is? No, everything's brilliant. Everything is fantastic being back here and training with Adam and stuff. You know, I feel like I'm improving. Dramatically as a fighter all the time um, under Adam, I think it's it's really clear to see how, how much improvement I'm making in such short space of time. So you know, uh, I feel I feel very comfortable here, and I'm happy I'm here because I'm only like an hour away from home. I'm excited about the opponents as well, Michael. You know, Jason Cunningham, he's a fighter that, you know, a lot of British fans have seen an awful lot. British title fights, Commonwealth title fights. We've seen him on, you know, our TV sets a lot. And I think for a lot of British fans especially, to be able to see you in a barometer against the guy they've seen before, seen regularly, rather than an American fighter. I think that's super exciting. So you must have, you must have been over the moon that you get an opponent like this to, to you know, basically show off your skills. Yeah, that's that's it, you know what I mean? Uh, and Jason's a tough character too, you know, he, 
he he comes from the city center background, he's near working class background. Um, he doesn't he doesn't lie down. He's not coming just to get a paycheck. He he obviously is going to go in there thinking he's going to win, and and he he'll have had probably a, a hard time in his training camp being so close to Christmas. So you know I know he's going to be coming for the victory, and you know for me it, it, it's great because it is it's it's a known face on, on, on British and Irish television, and you know for me they, they have a, a known opponent to those kind of guys is is doing because it kind of helps springboard a fan base. Mike, we've, we've, we've spoken quite um, a lot about elite amateurs like yourself uh, that don't need, um, don't need 20, 30 fights before they're, uh, they're in with the big boys at the very highest level in the, in the professional game. 2019, and I know that you're not looking beyond Jason Cunningham, you're going to go through that and obviously have a wonderful Christmas, uh, but 2019, you must be thinking, right, sunshine, here we go, mm-hmm. let's get in that mix. Yeah, definitely. I think 2019 is is going to be a huge year for me. Um, obviously, as you said, I'm not looking past Jason, but you know, I, I hope to be talking about world titles or in world title eliminators around this time next year. Maybe even fighting for world title this next year. Mm. That's that's where I want to be. That's where I, I believe I can be. Um, I have a great team behind me in top rank, and and even so far as a pro, like I, I haven't fought one person with a losing record, so. No, you know, I, 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 I haven't really hung about, so you know, there's been a few opponents in there where you went, well, "Who are these guys?" But it just shows like the different the different levels of mm. of opponents of facing. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, listen, before we let you go, obviously it is Christmas, mate. So uh, what is the uh, firstly the ring walk and what's the attire like next week? Cause uh, we know we know that you love it. You know that the top hats are coming out and all sorts of stuff, aren't they? Come on, is there a magic carpet <laughs> for us next week? What's going on? You know, you know what. Um, Next week I'm 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 wearing I'm wearing blue blue black and silver I think but nice the the ring music is 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 my usual grace but it's kicking yeah. in their Christmas song so yeah are you not coming in on a sleigh I thought you'd come in on a sleigh mate dressed as Father <laughs> Christmas what? or something that's what I thought you might do I, 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 might, I might get on the BT Sport to do that or try and get some reindeer to go over here. <laughs> do it <laughs> <laughs> top man listen Mike enjoy fight week mate and we'll catch you next weekend all right mate take care. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Superb. Michael Conlon there, uh, taking on Jason Cunningham. Also on the card, just uh, as we wrap this up, Tommy Fury, uh, Tyson's brother, uh, is making his debut. And Nathan Gorman, a man that uh, a lot of people are making noise about. Fast hands for a big boy, taking on uh, Alex Lepai. Um, this is a great showcase for him. It's a massive card. Loads of eyes are going to be on it. Loads of people are making noise about Nathan Gorman, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, He's actually fighting Kojanu now. It, it, there's been oh, a yes. switch because they switched it, didn't they? Yeah, Dan, Triple D Daniel Dubois was pulled off Last the bill uh, because he he was sick. He got pulled off this week. So Kojan, who was fought at the top level, you know the Romanian that's fought Lewis Ortiz, Joe Parker, he has actually jumped over now. So rather than lose him as opponent, Nathan Gorman said, "Well, I'll upgrade my opponent," and that's what's happening. So big step up for Nathan Gorman. He's on home turf, if you like, in Manchester, and it's an opportunity for him to really jump up to the next level. Top stuff. Um, stick with us. This is uh, fight night. Uh, on TalkSport, just regarding the Warrington-Frampton card. It is next weekend, 22nd of December. It's on BT Sport box office, and you can check it all out um, via the app and online, and obviously through your TV box as well. Search BT Sport box office online to find out a little bit more.